Hope you're enjoying season two, family. We are embarking on the new half and the other half of the podcast, which is called American Tour. Find out here on Finally Podcasting what it's all about. So family, we're here, we're alive. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, you know, I, I, I realize there's a little bit I'm at odds <laughs> because I think in August. Well, two weekends left in August. You got this weekend, it's the eighteenth, next week is the twenty-fifth, and then it'll hit September again. And that's when everybody's going back to school and uh, you know, getting back into the groove of things. Uh, it's gonna be different for me this time because uh, yeah, I'm not there <laughs> So anyway, I wanted to oh, yeah So with that being said, I kind of just want to make sure that I do get off a couple of topics before I end off season two I think about half about like maybe three four more episodes in me to record and then after that we're gonna hang it up I'm gonna take my, my intermission. I got a surprise for you guys by the end of the season too so stay tuned in for that. Um, but uh, I really want to make sure that I don't leave this podcast season two until I get all the topics that I wanted to. And part of the American tour is centered around talking about things ha- happening within America, con- contemporary issues, things that we should understand and we should know about. I'll do some specials. I'll do some different things so you guys can find out about it and whatever. So um with this topic today i call this one is we're starting off the american tour and it's uh feminism versus MGTOW, values of american family and uh the reason i wanted to do this topic today is because we're living in a place right now in society where it's such a woozy woo when it comes to the dating aspect if you didn't check out my dating app uh episode from season one check that out please I realized in that episode, there was some emotion in that. Like, you could feel some emotions in that. That came from the heart. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's some things that I talked about in there that I realized. I was like, I still was a little bit frustrated about something or someone. But we won't get into that. So, with the feminism versus MGTOW, I'm going to break down this to a level where people could really understand it. And what I think about this, what I think is so special about this episode is because it's a, a sling ball contest between feminism and MGTOW. Now, I can understand the pointers of what feminism, as much as I have disagreeable views towards them, I can understand certain things of where they're coming from when they create these arguments on what they're talking about. But on the flip side, you have MGTOW, which is a response to feminism in which they're heavily against feminism and whatever have you. So, uh, the reason why I would say this ties into the American family and the values of the American family is because if we're going to keep having arguments back and back towards each other, how is there going to be progress of babies being made, 
families being made, marriages still being in place, because as you know, the divorce rate is over 50% in our country. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad right now. So, um, kick off your shoes, your socks, your, your, your pants, your drawers if you're feeling lucky. And um, I'm going to get to you about the first segment. I, I want to talk about how it's like, you know, we're going to tie it in a little bit later this episode. But, you know, mainly I want to get to the idea about man and woman right now, because it seems as if we're in competition with each other instead of being in unison. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, please make sure that, you know, you continue listening to the podcast. I got some more stuff in store for you guys. So thank you. I'll be back. All right, so let's hit on the topic about MGTOW. This movement stands for for men go their own way. Now, this is not the only group of, I think, male liberation in the country. There's a couple of others. I think there's one that's called Egg, uh, Egg Bemos, something, something crazy like that. And it's ironic because on two occasions I was riding on a train, right? I think I was on a, the D line, and uh, I just seen this, this, this. It was a black man. This black man wearing this, uh, this, the MGTOW shirt. Men go their own way. Now it, it, I checked the resources recently. I think the start of MGTOW came about in the mid two thousands. I I would say the mid two thousands. They said that they started it. The man, the founder of the MGTOW movement. I'm sorry, I forgot his name, family. But if you do a quick search on Google, because everything is Googleable nowadays, you can find his name and what he's responding to. But I think MGTOW started to take shape in our society more so because of the factor of having YouTube, being able to watch all these videos on YouTube, people posting all the stuff that they want to post on YouTube. So, of course, there's a lot of information a lot of videos that's being produced by people who may have a lot of emotions in their stems a lot of pain a lot of anguish uh you know people do it for the tube people do it for the gram people do it for social media so we're living in a time right now where social media is important but MGTOW is a response to feminism in which they're anti-feminist I'm gonna try to leave my emotions out of this Am I anti-feminist? In a lot of ways, I am. But I will explain it once I get to it. I will. And it does relate to history, which is the reason why I am more so against feminism. I'm not saying that a feminist... I absolutely hate feminists. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm against a lot of their ordeals. I am. I am against a lot of their ordeals. Because it... it Whatever. We're talking about MGTOW. <laughs> so MGTOW, like I just mentioned, is supposed to be um, men taking a stance against the women's attitude in society, and which I understand. I, I get it. Uh, you know, men go their own way, you know, putting their foot down against the matriarch that might be in society, whatever, with women and about how they believe that the man is supposed to be the protector, the provider, and the we're not... We're not baby makers like that. Like, we don't just want to have kids and just whatever, you know? A lot of stuff that they do do does make sense. I still disagree with certain things that they talk about. 
I, I don't know. Like with MGTOW, it's a, a catch-22 because on the one hand, you have these men that talk about going their own way in which they're not going to deal with no woman in which they just want to be like, well, I'm going to embrace hanging out with my friends more. And it's and a third. I, I don't know if that's true, but I've seen these MGTOW videos that they've, they've made and about they do commentary on women that's made YouTube videos that have said all these different things that might be feminist, women out there that might have an attitude, this, that, and the third. It's such a sadistic place in our society right now. And um, a couple of points that they might bring up is, uh, you know, the divorce rate. And divorce rate and child support in our society. Uh, with the divorce rate being 50%, Usually it is in the woman's favor of getting the alimony payments, of getting the the um the houses like if you have you have property, it can easily just go to the woman before it goes to the man. And uh all these other things. Child support is usually in a woman's favor, in which the man usually has to pony up more of the cash, and the woman can just walk away scot-free. And every time I think about child support, I always think about the movie in 1997 with Jim Carrey, uh, Liar Liar, where he was an attorney, right? A crazy-ass cuckoo attorney in Los Angeles <laughs> who lied to his son because he was having affairs in his office. And the woman got sick and tired of his mess. The mother got sick and tired of his mess. And she started dating a man. And the son wasn't feeling this man, but she was looking to take him. Well, he was looking to take her and her son to Boston. And uh, the son was really still in much in love with the with Jim Carrey's character as the dad. And basically, um, he made a wish that the son made a wish that Jim Carrey's character couldn't lie. And which gave on to the most awkward but most funniest way about the movie where Jim Carrey can't come up with a lie because he's a lawyer and he can't risk his case because he could lose it. I'm getting to the scene where you had the woman, was it just Jennifer Jessica Tilly or Jennifer Tilly? I forgot her name. The woman that had some big ass titties. I ain't gonna lie. Let's be real. It was a 97 you know what I'm saying? I was about yay high back then, but I know them them caboose booses was boosing. You feel me? Um <laughs> Oh man, I'm a clown. So with her her character, you know, she's trying to fight for the custody of the child, trying to fight for like, you know, being able to have the child and is going against the father. And in a court case, there was a lot of evidence that basically kind of gave way. If if I was a if I was a judge, I would have gave it to the, the the father easily, because there were so many things in the story. As a judge, seeing the case where Jennifer Tilly's characters was dead wrong, and in fact, the matter she had an affair with the juice head dude, and it was caught on tape. It wasn't caught on tape. It was caught on recorder. She cheated on her husband. And then it's still, the husband wanted up having to pay custody for the child, even though she was dead in the wrong. You see how the court system is messed up? But anyway, 
just to give you a visual of what I'm talking about, it reminds me of a movie from 97 called Lie Lie with Jim Carrey. Great movie. Go see it. I don't even know if they have the VH sets no more. It would be great if they had the VHS. Maybe they have it on Netflix, hopefully. But um, the divorce rate is over 50%. Child support. Uh, you know, I think people in the MGTOW, men that's in the MGTOW feel like women have an upper hand in society. It's more of a matriarchal system than it is a patriarchal system. I can see why that is. I don't really like going into detail, but I can see why it seems as, as if women get more in society than men do. I mean, you have more women that go to college than men. Specifically in the African-American community, we have more women that go to college to go get PhDs and master's degrees than you have men. You have more women female teachers than men. You have women that it is more in medicine and more in the hospital than men. This can go on all day about professions. I'm not going to get into that because there's always a wowsy woo when it comes to it. And, uh, you know, this is a lot of the things they talk about in society that, that you know, as a MGTOW, they're just... Um, shining light on the fact of the matter that women have it made. What are y'all complaining about? Y'all have it better than we do. Then, of course, you have the statistics when it comes to men. Men can be protected by unions, but it is reported, and I'm not sure if this is true. I actually just wrote this down. This is off the top of my head off an article I saw. Uh, it says like 91% of workplace fatalities is usually by men, that men are more than likely to die on the job than women. Uh, 80% are homeless or around that percentage, there's more men who's homeless than women. And uh, yeah, uh, the suicide rates is double, double or triple. Men are doubled and tripled the effects and rates to get to commit suicide or have depression than women. I thought it was the other way around. I thought women are more depressed and commit more suicides than men. But no, it's men that usually commit more suicides than women. And why is this important? Because in order to have a family structure, it's always studying the opposite sex of what you're attracted to. Um, Men need to understand women. Women need to understand men. And this is going to tie into what I want to bring up a little bit later in this episode about how you have the compassionate opposite genders that understand the psychosis of that gender. And, uh, you know, on the MGTOW side, you have women uh, that is compassionate, that understands the man, that understands his mindset. They don't have to call themselves MGTOW associates or affiliates, but they write books where they understand where men is coming from. As a woman, they understand. They're like, yo, you're in a compromising position. It's not fair how women treat you in this society and how women try to make it seem as if like you're an evil person, especially because of the rhetoric that comes from the feminist movement of talking about mansplaining and manspreading, which is some type of ideology you fail to understand. But I don't feel like attacking you yet because it's not your time. This is about MGTOW. Such as so, there was a woman that wrote a book I'm unsure of her name. You could YouTube it. She wrote a book on understanding the man and why women in society have really have took it to the next level of disrespecting men to the point that men don't want to get married. 
specifically in this society a lot of men don't want to get married i'm not one of them i want to get married i want to be somebody's husband so bad i want to be like yeah that's my wife she's like you know my husband blaze he's so sexy right he got that beard anyway i don't want to talk about it <laughs> right um you have women dating coaches that understand that understand the psychosis of a man i was actually taken away by this woman i think named olivia olivia pope um, she made a YouTube video saying how women have unrealistic standards when it comes to date, um, dating men. And I'm so happy because I'm like, oh, my God, some finally someone is listening to me. And she used to be a superficial woman. But this beautiful woman who has a husband that comes from a church that has a church or whatever and this, that, and a third. She was able to break down everything to a science of sitting here saying why women throw all these good men away and why y'all might believe it's a shortage on on good men but your standards is too high and then you know there's another woman i forgot her name afro latina whatever you want to call her a lot of men like her because she's pretty i forgot her name i think her name is olivia too i forgot her name but um anyway she's also talking about you know what women can do better to attract more men so in talking about migtow MGTOW, I think it's just the idea and the setup of men being tired of women's actions in society. Also, another thing that we like to bring up is the fact that matter you have women out here who usually use men for meals. Yes, women can be very conniving and about how you use men for dates in order to get a nice juicy meal. So you don't got to pay for nothing because you still know by chivalry that a man is supposed to pay for the meal, be the provider, right? So with understanding MGTOW, and which I'm going to tie all of this in, but I think the point is, is that I wanted to hit the highlighted issues. Excuse me. wanted to hit the highlighted issues with MGTOW and to understanding it's the idea of the man giving up on the woman's antics i don't know if they're giving up on women completely because that would mean that you're just going to be a dialogue man that doesn't want no woman that doesn't desire no man or you're going to turn out gay i don't know i i don't i don't know if that's necessarily the case i ain't accusing nobody and i'm not saying that gay men automatically turn gay just because they've been turned off by a woman hey there might be some cases like that though so let's not ignore that so um that's basically the idea that I get out of MGTOW. Uh, you know, these different things I go on about it. I'm going to try to look at the statistics for feminism because I feel like there isn't a lot of it, uh, statistics I did for feminism at all, really. I just try to find stuff. I'm a man, so I'm just trying to uplift my men, you know. And, uh, you know, there also needs to be support for men. About I don't think MGTOW talks about this, but MGTOW should also talk about the mental health of men, that there needs to be more um, mental health facilities for men because we are taught in society to hide our emotions. We're not supposed to speak about it. We're not supposed to do this. And then also this is brung upon the case cases of our men being accused, falsely accused of rape. And also about last week, or this time, sometime this week, about how you had a young brother being questioned by the cops and stopped by the cops because a white woman said that he was looking at her. If that doesn't remind you of Emmett Till, I don't know what does. But this is actually fact. This is on video. This is not me being racist. This is actually on video. So, I mean, yeah. But um, 
let's just move into the other segment. I feel like I've been wanting to talk about this more than MGTOW. But <laughs> let's give the ladies a chance, huh? Feminism. Yeah. The women's movement. The number one thing that gets the woman started to be a rebellious woman in American society spelled with three Ks. Now, uh, you may know Blaze has an opposition to feminism because of the history in the past and because there hasn't been acknowledgement with certain situations of particularly women of color. And you know what I mean when I'm talking about that, about how the feminist movement has declined to speak on those issues when they happen. I'm just being real. I have opposition on it because of history and certain events that I've seen in recent years where there was time for the feminist movement to react. And I haven't seen a large amount of women in a feminist movement speak about it. But I'm not going to talk about that today. Um, feminism comes with this idea and this ideology, first and foremost, of this kind of play of being free spirited. That a woman could do whatever she wants to a certain degree, or a woman can walk outside however she wants. Now, living in New York City, you have a lot of rebellious souls here. You have a lot of people that are speak on issues because they want to, will do flamboyant things and do things that's out in the open. And when I think about feminism in this city, I thought about a lot of things when it comes to feminism. Like, I haven't seen a slut walk in New York. I haven't. I, I don't know if Amber Rose could possibly. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Amber Rose said that she's not doing the, the slut walk this year. That's crazy. She's not doing the slut walk this year. That This is real whole car facts, family. Like, she's not doing the slut walk this year. But anyway, uh, you know, uh, so I was thinking about two situations when it comes to the feminist movement. I'm not sure if these women were affiliated with the feminist movement. I think that they were trying to make a statement, though, that seems as if, like, this is the stuff that the feminists usually do. So, okay, check it. Back in about 2014, 2015, I remember walking 14th Street, and I remember it was this woman outside, and it was this woman, I don't know if she was just wearing panties or she was wearing her shorts, but I just know that she didn't, she's showing a lot of skin. And I could definitely see her titties because like her titties was just dead ass out. There was no bra. on. So anyway, I was on the street and I was walking and it was this woman outside. I think I think this was around a time where they were sitting here saying like, oh, it's unfair that a man can walk around shirtless, but I can't work walk outside shirtless, too. And I see this woman. It's like short woman. She's like probably like five. I can't talk about being short. I'm short. Um, she's about five foot two, five foot three. And her titties is out. And she's just standing there, like, trying to make a statement. And I think she had a sign that read, um, I should be able to do whatever I want with my body. Nobody has the, the, the decency to tell me what to do. And what happened was is that you had a lot of people, like, on their cell phones, like, specifically men, like, smiling and grinning that they see this woman outside with her titties out. And I'm just sitting there, like, looking at these dudes, like, bro, like, you haven't seen a woman with their titties out before? Like, how old are y'all? Y'all really pulling out your phones to to take pictures and take a video of a girl, I mean, a woman, with her titties out? Like, 
You guys are lame. You haven't seen titties before? Have you not seen your own mom's titties before? Like, the hell? You know what I'm saying? When you was a kid getting breastfed? Like, the fuck? Um, but that was one example. The second example I remember was probably 2015, 2016. The following years, or following year after that year, I was walking on the High Line. And if you guys know what the High Line is, that High Line is a park over the railroad bridge, over the former railroad, Fright Railroad that they had. The last Fright train came in 1981. Just a fun fact for you guys. And started up by these two men that was in the West Village that wanted to create a park ever since they got approved for the deal, I think, in 1999. Anyway, let's get to the point. So I was walking the High Line, and I remember it was this other woman. And it was this woman, I know for sure what she was wearing this time. I can remember. Um... She was, I don't know if she was holding up a sign, but she was smiling and she was cheesing really hard. And remind you, the High Line is a kid friendly attraction. Like kids, adults, everybody's there. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of race, everybody's there. So it doesn't matter. So it was this woman, and I remember clear as day what she was wearing. She was smiling. I don't remember her holding a sign. I don't know if she painted on her body. I think she painted on her body. But anyway, her titties was out also, and she was wearing yellow panties. I think she was wearing cheetah print panties, if I can remember it. Like, either it was yellow panties or it was cheetah print panties, one of the two. And it was another woman making a statement about being free-spirited and being able to wear whatever they want without someone telling them what to do. And... I sit back and I'm like, now you're trying to make me redefine sexuality to the point that if I see you outside, basically naked, you in your drawers, I can't look at you in a sexual way. Like, it's a mind fuck. And I don't know, like, like that's what it really seems like to me. Because as a man, I'm naturally going to get a boner if I see a woman outside with her titties out and her ass out. And stuff like that is just natural because that's uh, men are visual creatures. So, of course, if I see you outside with your titties out, of course, I'm going to get a boner. It's the same thing that happened when Rihanna sat out there and wore that outfit to the to the um, some award show. And then you know what happened? These girls started coming outside with those damn outfits on. Where they, you can see the nipples and this, that, and the third. <laughs> I ain't trying to take up my time talking about nakedness and this, that, and the third with women. But the idea is about free, free, being free-spirited. Not being told by society what you wear and how you wear yourself and it and aligns with, with um, a different community that I don't feel like talking about. Because this episode is not about them. Uh, you know, we go on more steadily of talking about equality between men and women and which this idea about getting equal pay and all this other stuff now i break this down to a science right because this is dependent on various factors men usually and i mean usually work more hours than women it's just the truth i'm not trying to say that it's i'm trying to make this up because i'm a man this is actually true men work longer hours than women women can get off of work for various reasons, and they tend to work less hours than men. So when you're talking about equal pay, what exactly are you talking about? Yes, I've heard about how, 
I think women make 77 cents to 17 cents to a man's dollar. Something crazy like that. I think it has seven in it. I'm not sure. But um, when you're talking about the equality, about the cents, first of all, if you want to bring race into it, you know that certain races actually get paid less than the so-called white race or different races for that matter. That's actually true. Um, but the equality with payment, it's just like, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but you have to factor in by, excuse me, by a larger scale, how many hours does genders work? And men tend to work more than women. It's just the truth. I'm not here to argue. It's just the truth. Not to sit here and say that you don't work for the same position or y'all work under the same practice or have the same manager. But men usually work more. This is true in statistics. Another thing that we want to talk about is the rape culture. And rape culture as well as like the name, the, the male bashing series. In which when they talk about the rape culture, they talk about how men celebrate rape. I, I feel like that's what they go out, go out and say. Even though that's not what they're trying to say it like, this is what they try to attend it to. In order for something to have a culture, there needs to have like a be a celebration about it, curriculums and all these different things to follow up with it in order for it to be a culture. Men don't celebrate rape. We don't. Just so you have women out there in the feminist world that understands the ones that that don't get it and think that men are just these horrible creatures. We don't celebrate rape. We have sex with women and it's consensual. We, that's what we do. We have sex and we have a good time and that's it. We get our nuts off and that's it. Y'all women are lucky. Y'all get to orgasm more than once. A man nuts one time, we got to take like 10, 15 minutes to get it back up. If so, if we might be able to still perform after that, but like usually we have to take a break. Like women, y'all could go on and have like multiple orgasms. I'm like low-key jealous. So like, screw you. Uh, <laughs> But I think the rape culture is unreal. I'm not sitting here can- canceling the idea that, you know, women don't get raped. I know that there are women out there that have been afraid to admit that they've been raped or they've been sexually assaulted. And by any means, have, there's been women who have told me that they've been sexually assaulted or raped. And I took that very serious. And I got very upset when I found it out. And I was ready to find out who the person was because I was ready to fight them. That's how much I care. Um, but there's also, how would I say, uh, 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 a contradiction in that or like it's unleveled because when you're talking about rape, what happens with women, when you have women, women have drugged men up, have slept with them, especially when they were asleep and understood that the man's phallus, I'm going to take it back to the olden days, uh, phallus, they have, you know, to do with ejaculate. And she would know that the man ejaculated and she would basically end up pregnant. And the guy wouldn't even know that he impregnated her. So now he has to take care of the kid. It was a crazy story like that. I seen on Facebook. I kid you not. And that story was sad. That man had to take care of that child. He didn't even know that he ejaculated in her because he was asleep. Or the story that happened with Cardi B, which a lot of y'all don't like to acknowledge. Yeah. The fact of the matter that she admitted to drugging men Sending him in an uh, apartment, suite, whatever have you, 
having them get drunk, knowing how much they would drink, have them sleeping with her while also sleeping with a transsexual woman. That's messed up. I don't care how you envision it. The fact of the matter, he didn't consent to having another person in the room with him to have sex with him and Cardi B. That's messed up. But a lot of a lot of people didn't speak on that. And we spoke that out. And y'all still support her music. I don't get it. And you think her chilling with Bernie Sanders is going to make a difference? No, it doesn't. It only makes this situation worse. <laughs> Quavo, I don't know how you're doing it, but, but keep your head strong, brother. Uh, you know, a lot of behaviors that they get with men... The, the, the idea of sitting there saying there's this idea of man spreading and, and, and men, what is it, mansplaining, which I think is all both false concepts. Men are naturally aggressive. Men are, we, it's just how it is. I realize I'm aggressive without even noting, noticing it, but it's not mansplaining anything. You know, you do have men that feel like they have to overpower themselves when it comes to women. So I understand where you're coming from with that, but I don't think that men ingeniously want to mansplain women. You know, I don't think that's true. And manspreading the whole phenomenon, you have these losers from like blogs, vlogs like BuzzFeed and the rest of them taking all these videos and photographing and using cameras on men, looking at them on a subway while they sit with their legs open. Again, we have nuts. You know how hard it is to sit with your legs closed on a subway train or just in seats in general? It's hard. I'm not doing that for y'all satisfaction. You can forget it. I will let my nuts breathe. Thank you. Um, And also with that, the disrespectful videos that come out about women invading men's spaces. That's sexual assault. Why don't we ever talk about that? About how you have women on a subway. Um, I think in Russia, it was this woman, this Russian woman that was throwing on a concoction of water and bleach. On a man's crotch because he was mansplaining. What is that? What does that even mean? What is that supposed to signify? Now you ruin that man's clothes and you assaulted him by throwing that on. Now what if he gets a, a burn from that? You know? And then you had uh this woman, I think she was Dominican, had a fat booty too, I ain't gonna lie. Um, she would go into random places and grab at a man's crotch. And, and grab a man's penis. Like, you know, obviously not take it out and grab it. But like, you know, grab his nuts. That's sexual assault. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that man, men don't sexually assault women. I know that they do. And I know this very disrespectful. I don't vouch for that as a man. I think it's very disrespectful. But we really need to understand that when you say man spreading, you're taking it a little bit too far. And then that also goes into the idea of toxic masculinity, which I mentioned before. Men are naturally aggressive. It's a way we need to carry ourselves, and I really do admit that a good amount of us men need to understand how we approach women, how we talk to women. But certain times, if y'all going to fly out your mouth and y'all going to be disrespectful, I'm going to be disrespectful right back. But I'm going to make sure that I'm still going to acknowledge you as a woman, but I'm not going to allow you to walk all over me, especially as a man. That needs to be figured out. And you guys need to talk about that. And the last thing, a couple of things, pro-choice, abortion. I don't really get, feel like getting into that. It's just a lot that comes out of it. And because I am very, very intolerant about the idea of pro-choice and abortion, because Margaret Sanger did this, in, Margaret Sanger did this as an attempt to sterilize black women, 
which is the hind reason I'm against the feminist movement. There's a lot more that goes into it, but like the fact and matter that the feminist movement does not want to apologize for the actions of Margaret Sanger and be like, you know what? We're sorry for her actions. We think that I was wrong and blah, 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 blah. You want to move forward and say that we actually care for black women and we want to look for different practices to make sure that black women have a safe delivery when they're delivering a child if they decide to be pregnant or safer options if they want to go the abortion route. I'm not going to give my opinions whether I'm pro-choice or whatever, deciding third, whatever. And the last thing that I kind of wanted to make a, a, a very much distinction of is that remember when I told you about MGTOW, about how they have women dating coaches that are sympathetic towards men and understanding their cases, which actually helps out the MGTOW's case in which they say, see, women understand it. These women understand it. So on the flip side, when it comes to feminism, you have male feminists. And about how they bring up this idea of male privilege, they recognize their male privilege and this, that, and the third, which piggies back off of the idea, which was probably started around 2013, 2014, or 2012, for that matter, of talking about white privilege. Now, obviously, it's not the same thing, um, but, you know, it's alike because they say it's a structural system. And, uh, you know, you have the male feminists who, you know, get into the whole politics of about femininity and being more aware and being more likened to understanding a woman's needs and this, that, and the third. I'm respectful towards the women to a certain extent. I will not let you disrespect me. I don't call myself no damn male feminist because I don't believe I need to be a feminist. And plus, you know that I'm against the feminism in certain, certain, certain ways. I am. I'm not going to lie. But you have men, femi male feminists that write articles about recognize your male privilege. And, you know, uh, this one guy has showed to share the story that he had wrote talking about, you know, I raped a woman and I didn't even know it. And then it takes it, it takes this whole thing and idea about rape farther than where it needs to go, because now it's like, how is it rape when you don't say anything and the guy is just having sex with you? And you're not making any subtle moves to say, stop, I'm not enjoying this. You know, there's one thing when you're uncomfortable in a sexual situation and when you're actually getting raped. Rape is when you literally acknowledge and you signal the guy to tell him to stop. And he knows willingly that you're uncomfortable. And he continues to still have sex with you. That's not the same thing as this guy obviously put on his article. He was saying stuff like, oh, she wasn't moaning or like just these crazy things. And after they had sex, like she just was quiet and she said, yo, you raped me and this, that and the third. And he's like, oh, you didn't say anything. Yeah, but da 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 da. It's like, yo, like these mind games and women. This is one thing I need to tell y'all. I need to make things super clear because men, we don't got time for complexity. We're very simplistic creatures. If you tell us what you want. We'll do it. And if we don't do it, of course, you would then say that's toxic masculinity. But on the hindsight of things, men will listen to you. Men will hear your problems. Men will hear where you're coming from. Men will be like, all right, cool. Your demands usually sometimes be high, though. And my thing about it is, as long as you speak it into existence and you say how you feel, that's it. We don't have to argue about nothing. You're straight. You're cool. And we can move on with life. You can't be silent, though. And in this case, this woman was silent. 
You're sitting up there accusing a man of rape, but you didn't sit there and say anything and say that you was uncomfortable. You smoked a cigarette and just said, told the dude that you raped, that he raped you. How does that even make sense? It doesn't make sense. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't. Be more active in your voice and be more active in what you say. No one is putting a gun to your head and saying, oh, you can't speak out on issues and you can't da 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 because you're a woman. I think it's fair enough in this society to understand that there are women out there that are like total bosses and they get ish done. You can't tell them nothing. (laughs) You could be intimidated by a woman and, and she knows it. So I don't think it's true. To say that it's totally a patriarchal society, 100% patriarchal, when you have women that have lead positions and they tell men what to do and they're bossy about it. So, uh, oh, I think I got everything I needed for feminism. So let's move into the segment now where I want to talk about how these issues are shaping the lives of the future of an American family. All right. So now we're going to get to the point where feminism and MGTOW, if it gets a little bit more extreme in this society, has the power to make some very detrimental effect to how the family value and how the family system will be in the future to come. Now, as I can see, it, there's still a healthy dose of relationships. Nowadays, uh, it's twisted between lust and actual love. In my world, I'm looking for actual love. Lust follows because I want to be lustful after my woman. If you catch my drift, I want to sexualize my woman because that's my woman. Sexualizing in appropriate terms, though, like, you know, being able to grab her ass while we're walking and, you know, do all the stuff that couples do. But that's when I get my woman. Right. I'm still in bachelor mode. (laughs) Just so you know. So with the idea of feminism in MGTOW. The thing about it is, is that if you understand it, feminists are fighting against the system of feminists. Wow. Let me start over so I can get my things together. Feminists are fighting against the system because they feel like it's patriarchal and then which they blame the man, the individual man for everything and make it seem as if the man, it's all his fault. Now, I know a lot of feminists are saying, oh, that's not true. But there would be a reason why you're asking for equal pay and why you're saying that you could do the same thing that a man can do when it comes to the same, like, different professions. Yet, I don't see no damn female contractors. Y'all not out here building these new condominiums and buildings out here in the city. Men are usually doing that. That's one of the professions because it requires muscle. And when it comes to security guards, I don't see no women security guards when it comes to high bounce clubs. I see men. I ain't sitting up there saying I don't see female security guards. They exist. But I'm talking about the buffers of the buffest security guards you could find to be a bouncer at the club. You ain't going to find them. It's going to be men. Um, and in, in that respect, MGTOW is just kind of like throwing in the towel. Like, all right, screw it. I'm going to be on my own. You guys are not worth my time, my energy. Y'all screw us over. We're, 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 we don't have no support. We ain't got nobody backing us up. All right, fine, screw it. We don't need to deal with you. I ain't getting married either. And blah, blah, blah. That's exactly what it is. And what this means is that this has the possibility of changing society in a lot of ways than one. 
And I mean, if we're going to go off the idea, because what it seems as if in our society is, it's more so of not being in a relationship, but having the fundamentals of being in a relationship. So imagine what that's like if you get a woman, if I was to get a woman pregnant, but I'm like, well, we could have the ideas of being a relationship but because you have so many feministic values. I don't want to really deal with you like that. It's not going to work. I'm still that child's father and that's still that child's mother. And I say this to say, I'm not going to say, Yo, y'all need to stop fighting. But it's a very competitive type of antic. Let's just say if it is MGTOWs versus feminists. Because now it's the idea that when a feminist says something and feminist keeps bringing up issues, the MGTOW is responding like, Oh, you women is always reacting, but look at the slut walk, but look at what you're talking about, but look at what these issues you bring about. It's not even that serious. And that causes a lot of um, animosity. I want to say jealousy, jealousy loosely, but only on the brinks that women want to have the same thing that men have because they keep talking about equality. And to have equality, you're talking about the same thing, like you want the same thing. Which is unnecessary. Um, I'm not saying here saying like women should get paid. I'm not vouching for women to get paid less than men. But I'm just saying. Uh, You know, all the arguments that go out there. Women that's going to spend their time worrying about a man mansplaining something to them. Or manspreading on a subway train. When I could react to that and say about how women put their bags on subway seats. I could easily say that. Women really do do that. But I'm not making it a big deal because as a MGTOW, if I was MGTOW, then I would be something I would say. And that would be a petty argument. So listen, family, I say that to say this. What do you want the future of family values to be? There needs to still be a rule brick and there still needs to be codes to abide by in order to raise a successful family. I don't know what is the mindset of a lot of people in this society right now, because it seems as if a lot of people don't even want to get married. They don't find a value in being married. And I mean, I understand I'm not down with getting a marriage license and then having to pay all this stuff just to be recognized by the state that I'm married to my partner. I am married to my partner. We're in a relationship and we love each other. And if we have a child, we're going to continue raising that child and we're going to understand like, yo, this is my wife. And I'm her husband. So I ask this family for you to think about this. What do you want when it comes to love? Because that's what it really boils down to. And do you think that by you being a feminist and you being involved in the MGTOW movement, do you see yourself being in a proper relationship with the opposite sex, even though you have this label for yourself? Do you think that the opposite sex is going to take you seriously when you call yourself a feminist or when you call yourself a MGTOW? It's a hard thing. And I don't really usually see like old, like young men that's around my age being MGTOW. I usually see middle-aged men and older men in the MGTOW, which is so funny because I'm like, oh, so. And I mean, there are men that's fed up with, with the things that women do in this society. That's true. But, you know, these are things that I want to think about because, you know, there is a boundary. I have my vendetta about some people who call themselves a feminist. And it's odd because I feel like I would discriminate against a woman if she calls herself a feminist without actually doing the history and understanding where everything comes from 
And why I say that certain groups of people don't benefit from feminism. But that's me and my own ish. I didn't come here to talk about my real emotions towards feminism. But these are things to think about. Because in this country now, it doesn't matter. It does matter who you're affiliated with. It does matter what party you're involved in. It does matter who you, who you align yourself with. When you call yourself a Trump supporter, you people don't want to be in a relationship with you if you call yourself a Trump supporter and you're wearing a MAGA hat. They're like, are you serious? I don't want to be with you. You're a Trump supporter. Um, if in the LGBTQ community, you call yourself a non-binary or you know, you're know you a transsexual or this, that, and the third, people don't want to date you because you might be that. I'm not sitting here saying I have my own opinion. I'm not bringing my emotions into this. I'm just saying how people feel. People might not want to date you because of that. And your ideologies on that might not fit their ideologies. Same thing that goes back to being a MGTOW and being a feminist. Because these are important issues that will impact the future of families and the future living in America. So with understanding these issues, it's about understanding what position are you going to have? Are you going to be the type of feminist that still honors men and are going to take time to understand what men go through and all these different things? If you're a MGTOW, are you going to look for the woman that actually cares about men who's not looking to just get you for your money and doing all these vicious things to block you from being your best man self? These are great conversations to think about and i think we should have conversations like this more often on youtube on television to have that more odds because the dating world in this sense you don't know what the hell you're going to be expecting when it comes to dating especially if you have people out there that's labeling themselves so with that being said family it's been great talking to you guys i'm going to continue this american tour I will let you know this week what this episode is going to be about. But thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to Finally Podcasting. Peace and hair grease.